the party begin here in West Lafayette. One of the top five places to watch a college basketball game. I would argue you can't find a better one. Three on the way. Bullseye! I feel the electricity in the house. The passion. It's a wall of sound. So here in back. It is four with three. They go to wall of vacuum. Planted for three. This is the Boiler Ball Podcast. Welcome to the Purdue Basketball Podcast. I'm Elliot Bloom, joined by the voice of the Boilermakers, Rob Blackman. Easy for me to say. Don't even know my own name. Jeez. Uh, episode 80 here on the podcast. Hard to believe we've done 80 of these, but uh, number 80 on deck. And today joining us is former Boilermaker Tyrone Johnson. Tyrone, thanks for taking time to join us today. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate the opportunity. And as we uh, as we take this podcast, you're checking in from California. Is that right? Yep, yep. Uh, Southern California, L.A. County right what, now. So a bit, what, a bit of ways away. What, <laughs> what's the weather like out there right now? Um, it's it's actually well cold to us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> it's it's in the seventies, you know, um, during the day and stuff like that. So. That's kind of cold to us in the mornings. It's in the 60s, so uh-huh. but, uh, but it's been, but it's been cool. <laughs> Man, I don't know how you're surviving mm, 60s in the morning. Tough wow. life. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting down into the high 20s and 30s right now back here at, at oh, night. So yeah. that's one thing I'm not looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I really appreciate you uh, taking time with us today. We're uh, excited to kind of reconnect with you. You and I have um, have kept in touch. Uh, over the years and I and I'm anxious to kind of tell your story here uh, to our listeners here on the podcast we've really enjoyed reaching out to our former guys and and um, and kind of catching up with them seeing where they're at in their lives but also kind of going back and taking a trip down memory lane so I kind of wanted to to start that with you uh, uh, an Indianapolis guy um, talk to us not were you an Indy your whole childhood Yes, yes. I was born and raised in Indy. Okay. Um, all the way up until I, until I moved to, to West Lala. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, there you go. So talk to us about, about uh, your childhood growing up in Indianapolis. Um, it, was, it, was, it was kind of an interesting story, uh, believe it or not. Um, I, I grew up on um, the west side of Indianapolis um, in a place called Hallville. Um, <laughs> and then, um, you know, my my mom raised us for most of our childhood. Um, I got into basketball around um, uh, four years old, so I've been playing for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so my dad, my, my dad started out coaching, uh, coaching me at that age, um, and then you know he was into some stuff, you know, some stuff in the streets and things like that, and he would he had to go away uh, from from my family for about eleven years. So. Um, if you can only imagine my mom with three boys, <laughs> yeah, with, uh, practice every day and games on the weekends. So it, it was kind of crazy, you know, growing up. But um, but one thing that she did was make sure that we made that, uh, make sure that we made those practices, those games. And that's what kept us away from a lot of the, um, you know, the street stuff that was around us and things of that sort. Um, but, you know, from 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 my perspective, it was almost like. I was confused a little bit, you know, growing up just because, yeah. you know, at first we were, we were, we grew up in this crazy area and then we moved to the suburbs, like this really rich area. And then we moved back <laughs> once my dad, you know, kind of left us. Um, but I did get to see kind of like the difference, right? The schools yeah. and things like that. Um, and it always stuck out to me, you know, that, that me and my brothers were, you know, talented in, in basketball. Um, and that was something that we kind of, you know, pulled through too. So um, that, you know, that was kind of my early years. Um, and then obviously we moved out to, to, uh, Washington township, um, when I was in eighth grade and, um, and I got, you know, t- tied in with, with, uh, coach Mitchell and, and, the, and the North central Panther program. And man, that's a dude that held us, you know, to high standards, no matter where you came from or what your background was. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, <laughs> and so that really yeah. helped me out. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I I can't wait to I I do I definitely have some Coach Mitchell stories. I, I wanted to ask you before you get too far before you get too far here. Um, what what went through your mind, a young kid, and now all of a sudden Dad's gone for a while? You know how how did you react to that? I mean that that is I that's for for most of us that's that's unimaginable. And uh, right. you know just 
I, I, I mean, I kind of feel for it. I feel for all kids who go through that. You know, what was going through Absolutely. your mind when that happened? Uh, you know, man, it was weird. I always talk about this story where, um, you know, I, I had my, I, I went to visit my dad, right? Mm-hmm. Like the first time that I went to actually visit him. And, you know, his thing was always, and which is not right, <laughs> but his thing was always um, like, you know, don't show your, your anger, like don't, don't, don't cry. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like, I'm like seven years old when he goes in and, um, and I'm, and I'm talking to him and he's like, uh, you know, you're the man in the house now. Right. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's you know, you gotta be there for your, for your brothers. And I'm just listening, you know, I'm not saying anything, yeah. but when I got home, like I really thought about that and it actually stuck with me. You know, there's, there's things throughout my life that, um, you know, some people have said to me that that just kind of stuck with me. And that was one thing I was just like, he was like, you know, you got to, your brothers are going to do everything that you do. So if you want to yeah. be a, a street dude, they're going to be a street dude. If you want to play basketball, they're going to play basketball. If you want to be good in school, they're going to be good in school. So um, I just kind of took that as, you know, a leadership role, like early on. Like, I know that sounds crazy and I wasn't thinking what I'm saying now, yeah. but I just kind of took, <laughs> took it yeah. on my back and, uh, it sucked. Like I definitely, you know, that was my role model. That's what I wanted to be like, you know, leaving, leaving that early in life. Um, it, it was weird, you know, and just, you know, everyone asking, you know, like you go to basketball games, you go to school, you know, where's your dad? Where's your dad? Yeah. yeah <laughs> so it's just tough. something that, that kind of gets to you over time. Um, and so um, I, I just, I just sought out to be different. You know what I mean? And that, yeah. and that was, that was one big thing is like, I took his situation as a lesson and I think my brothers did too. That's uh, that's so admirable that and, and you know I again I can I cannot relate um, and a lot of us probably listening can't relate and then others probably can um, you know you get dealt a hand like that as a young kid and mm-hmm. it's such a um, it can be a burden and I'm sure it was at times but it also probably and it and I know that it uh, it probably forced you to grow up quicker than you wanted to um, absolutely and it, and it probably toughened you up. Um, and I and I always knew I always considered you a tough guy uh, when you played for us and everything. But kind of looking yeah. back, um, and you you kind of mentioned like you know your dad saying not to show any emotion or anything like that. <laughs> right? Does that like did you take both those lessons, but also maybe how I, I don't think you agree with that that necessarily you don't need to show emotion like that. It can be okay to show emotion, and probably that's probably changing now as a parent, right? Like you can. Oh, absolutely. So, like, there's both yeah. sides of that coin, like what to do and what not to do, so to speak. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And that was something that, you know, over time that I started to notice, you know, because I'm just like holding all of this in. It's not good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no doubt. I mean? no like, doubt. and I just naturally learned that, you know, like one time my cousin, I was just, I forget what it was, but, you know, I was just, I was super down. I was probably like nine years old or something. We had just came back from visiting, visiting my father. And, um, and you know, one of my cousins was just like, you know, bro, you you can you can cry, bro. Like if yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, 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 he's like, bro, your dad just went away for a long time. Like you 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 can cry, bro. Like yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, dang, like that 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 kind of stuck with me too. But but yeah, that's why some you know with with my son, it's kind of like I'm just trying to do all of the things that you know that wasn't done you know for me. And that's one big thing is just expressing his emotions and yeah. being able to talk to me about you know anything. I was able to talk to my dad, but it was always a you know, a federal call, like, you know, yeah, getting interrupted. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's talking to every family member. So it's not just like me and him. So, it was, you know, that was, that was the thing, you know, uh, for me, but yeah, you definitely learn your lessons like, like quick when you, when you have to, when you have to, right. Yeah. And, uh, and uh, Tyrone, it's safe to assume then as you go through your teenage years and even your, your years here at Purdue, every time you would find yourself at a crossroads and, you know, have a decision to make to, to travel one way or the other, that in the back of your mind, you'd be thinking about those things that your dad talked to you about, right? With your younger brothers, right? Uh, hey, oh, I have the decision to make here. If I make the right decision, not only is it good for me, it's good for my younger siblings. And if I make a poor decision, then then we're all headed the wrong direction. Is that is that fair to say? Absolutely, because and that's where it kind of takes toll. Is like your your, your teenage year, because you know early on, I felt like my dad could really like do something to me from jail. Like <laughs> you know, like he would always mm-hmm. you know say, "Hey, like y'all need to cut that out." Like before I you know get on y'all, I'm just, and then when I got to a teenager, I'm like, "What? He can't do anything." <laughs> 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 you, know, you know, but but that but that was one thing you know that 
you know, that I held on to, like you said, was just like when I did, because don't get me wrong, everybody makes their mistakes. So when I when I was, you know, when I would get into trouble or, you know, just doing too much overall, um, that would come to my mind because I'm like, man, they watching me. I feel stupid. You know, like mm. <laughs> it's just like I'm just I'm just setting a horrible example right now. And that was something that always yeah, definitely stuck with me. Like you said, all the way to when I got to, you know, Purdue, like I was making all the decisions by myself, like yeah. you know, even even my choice to go to Purdue. Right. Like I know I had, you know, coaches and, and stuff like that. Um, that and that was like one of the beacons, you know, for me was that, that these coaches like were like father figures for me, like my whole life. You know, like from from uh, elementary to middle school, all the way up to high school, all the way up to college. You know, so I just feel like that that was something that was huge for somebody like me because I didn't have you know that father at home. Talk about your you mentioned your mom getting you to all these practices, and I can only imagine because my son's at that age now. Um, he's right. nine and playing basketball, and I have a daughter who's twelve and playing soccer and. It's it's tough, you know. You're, I mean, you're trying to, you know, we have jobs, and you're trying to get kids places, and it is a right. it is a stress ball, man. Um, yeah. Do do you look back that at that now, and now that you're a parent and have have kids, and you you see all that, do you look back with even more admiration for your mom of how she was able to keep all that together? Absolutely. Me and my wife both like we just we like we don't understand how she did it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it's just like right now, my, we only have one one kid playing you know my daughter's only she's about to be one so she's not playing yet but i'm just like man like when she hopefully if she gets in the sport this <laughs> yeah. is gonna be crazy yeah all right <laughs> yeah. we he got he's plays he plays football and basketball right now so there's literally only like one day a week where he doesn't have practice <laughs> and or a game you know yeah so um so yeah we definitely look back on it and and i just you know like when i look back it's like she worked a, a night shift wow a job wow. just so that she could you know, be able to do that for us. Yeah. And I'm looking back on it now and I'm just like, man, that's crazy. Like, you know, she probably could have made more money somewhere else, you know, doing something different. Uh, but, you know, she worked a, a night, a nice shift job for, for most of, for most of our childhood just to do that, you know? Um, and, you know, she would be leaving one practice and speeding across the city to see another game. And <laughs> yeah. it was, it was pretty crazy. But, you know, like I said, those coaches were really helpful to us. Yeah. Um, you know, once my mom trusted them enough, cause she was very, you know, very overprotective of us. Yeah. And once she trusted them enough, you know, she, she would let us, you know, go to tournaments with them and stuff like that too. Um, you know, it did suck not having your parents in the crowd, but I never really thought about it. You know, Bloom, I really didn't. Um, I just was out there. Once I got on that basketball court, that's like my safe haven, even still yeah. to this day. Like I, just, I don't think about anything else when I'm on the basketball court. Yeah. Well, you talk <laughs> about you talk about the coaches you played for and how much you looked up to them. Uh, I think you you in high school you played for uh, a guy that I think uh, most everyone in the state of Indiana uh, looked up to, and Doug Mitchell. <laughs> now, maybe in in some ways good ways, maybe in other ways bad. But I think the one thing. <laughs> Doug was pretty infamous around the state, not only for his intensity, obviously, and and the fact that his teams won a lot of games, but he always struck me as a guy that treated his program like a college program. Right? Yeah, is that is that safe to say? Having played at both the high school and and college level. Yeah, I would definitely agree with that. Um, he he was pretty harsh, like even early on. You know, like if you from 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 the first time I stepped in the gym, you know, and and got some buckets and open gym and he you know he was like so you, I, I guess you think you're all that <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like what i just i just scored like <laughs> like he, he'll, he'll kick you out right away so he, he lets you know right away um but i will say that you know for for each of his for each of his kids that you know come through that program they'll say and i have this to say about coach painter too is that you don't only learn basketball right you learn how to live life um, and that was something that was huge for somebody like me, obviously, because of my situation, right? Um, but but you but he he taught me a lot of life lessons, you know, um, as well as as well as uh, basketball, you know. So yeah, he definitely held held his program like a college, you know. It wasn't people showing up late to practices and stuff like that. Like I didn't even know that that, that type of stuff could go on. <laughs> yeah, I mean? yeah. In, a, in a program, just because I just thought, hey, this is the way it, it is. Um, and so when he when he retired, you know, we we were kind of we were kind of sad, but at the same time, um, it, it was something that you know everybody you know seen coming. He was you know getting up there, but um, he you know he's a guy that, that lost his son you know early on, so yeah. he had to go through some some trials and you know tribulations himself. But he, he definitely taught us a lot. He's a, he's a good guy. 
Yeah, great guy. There's a now I know you know the story you told us about him in a game, and and I, we can't repeat it, but it is one of the all time <laughs> classics, and we tell that <laughs> we tell that story around here. We still still tell that story. It's so oh, an all timer, but uh, yeah, great great man, great coach, and you know. Th- North Central, a lot of players have come through there. Powerhouse program, you know. At what at what age did you start realizing that man, I got a chance to play here, you know, at North Central and play some minutes in a good in a good program? You know, at what age right. did you start realizing that like, hey, I'm gonna have a I'm gonna have a chance here to do some things at the high school level? Um, you know, early on, I was like, you know, ranked kind of highly like when I was in like fourth fifth grade which means nothing uh, <laughs> but, um, but um but you know I I always like lo- love to go to high school games I was actually so when we were when we lived on the west side we actually um would go to school from my auntie's house so we were actually in Pike Township my whole life okay um and so I was I was crying when I had to like move to to, to Washington Township I didn't want to go at all I didn't know any I didn't know anybody I didn't yeah. know the coaches. They didn't know me. Um, and so it was different for me. <laughs> and my mom was just like, this is the best decision. I'm telling you. So we're, this is what we're doing. Right. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and it worked out well, obviously, <laughs> <laughs> but um, she just didn't like the, um, the, the culture over there at, at, at Pike, uh, as far as like the basketball culture and stuff like that. And she just felt like we have a better chance over at North Central. And so, um, once I got over there, you know, I was like, wow, you know, Eric Gordon, because I, I I knew Eric Gordon and Evan and all those guys since I was like young. We play, all played municipal gardens together and stuff like that. Yeah. So that made me feel a little bit more, you know, at home. Um, but they had, you know, their own situation going on. So, and I was, and I was, um, I was years off of Eric, and I was actually closer with with Eric than I was with with Evan. So, um, you know, he was he was an older guy, but when I got over there, man, it, it was like off to the races right away. You know, I never really looked back. <laughs> yeah. But um, that was one dream of me, a dream for me and my brothers. Like we used to go to high school games and just be like, man, just in that in that warm up with the band playing and stuff yeah. like that. They used to <laughs> absolutely like, we can do this. You know, they they used to they used to hype us up, and you know, my son hasn't actually got to like. Um, to see that you know and i I'm, I'm excited to take him back and, and for him to you know see the culture over there the basketball culture is a lot different here yeah do you get to games out there and and experience that at all <laughs> not really you know because yeah we, we, I don't, we don't know many people here yeah. you know um and so uh we, we've been to some high school games like i said it's totally different yeah i, can, like, <laughs> yeah. I can imagine totally i can different. imagine you yeah. get you know i think growing up in this state any of us who have um you kind of get spoiled and I haven't, oh, you know, I haven't been to a ton of states where I go to games, um, and I, you know, and I, I don't go out on the road recruiting like our assistants do. But occasionally, if it's been, you know, with family or just travel, and and back when I was the SID, I did used to tag along occasionally with Coach Painter to games. Um, you know, we're spoiled here. We are. I mean, we just you roll into those high schools on Friday night, and there's just something really, really special about it yeah, here special. that doesn't exist in some of the other states. Absolutely, absolutely. It definitely doesn't here. <laughs> and what was the, so? What was the city like? You know, you know, in India. I mean, you're in the heart of it, man, and you're a good player. And like, just talk about those games <laughs> rolling into some of those. Are there any games that you played in high school wise that stick out? Like, man, you know, whether it was a city tournament or or just a rivalry right. game or anything like that. Um. Yeah. There's there, there's a few. <laughs> uh, obviously, the 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 first normally the first game of the season we would play our one of our biggest rivals who was um, Pike, right? Yeah. Um. And so that was always like a super hype game. It was always sold out. You know, you got the whole crowd in there. Um. And um, I just remember, you know, uh, what's his name, Marcus Teague, being being uh, you know, recruited, touted highly. You know. Yeah. Um. And, and me too, but you know, my brother was like a week before the game. My brother was like, "Man, you know, Marcus T, man, he he's cold, you know, and stuff like that." And I just looked at him and was like, "Bro, are we playing against them this week? What are you doing right now?" <laughs> I was like, "Why are you?" T-? So we got in a big old argument or whatever, and then uh, you know, we came together and 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 at the end of the argument, like we used to get heated arguments, obviously, <laughs> uh, but but we was, we got in a real big argument that day, and, he, and I was just like. We came to an agreement to just say there's no excuses. Like, you know, that's going to be our motto for the rest of this year. Like, there's no excuses. 
because uh, he was like, "There's no excuses if he give it, you know, if he if he kills you, there's no excuses." I was like, "There's no excuses for you either, then." Yeah, you know. Yeah, so we start yeah. going, we start we start going back and forth, and uh, and so that first game of that season, we ended up like I had like 33 points the first uh, that game, and he had like 27, and we I mean we we murdered Pike that game, so that was one that that really stood out to me. Um, and then I was I was playing against you know Lawrence North and. And that, and that state championship run, man, was one that was special for us. Like, we just felt like that was our time. And it, I just felt in the zone, you know, the entire run to state. Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. Um, but we had some crazy games on, on that run. Well, that's the, obviously a special season and to cap it like that. And what what are your early recor- recollections of recruiting? You know, the first schools that came at you and how did that go? Um. You know, it was it was uh it was interesting. I used to get a lot, a lot of letters. <laughs> that was my first like, um, I guess, I guess that was my introduction to you know recruitment, right? Because yeah. uh, my freshman year of high school, I didn't even play varsity, you know, mm-hmm. um, and so most of the most of the 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 interest came that summer, going into my sophomore year, um, yeah. and so and then after my sophomore year, I had a really good year. Um, and then it was off to the races for me, you know, like there was a lot of, you know, interest, um, and obviously Purdue st- stood out to me, uh, the most early on. Cause, um, I would just have to say like, it was just interesting to me that like, cause coach Lust would be, you know, at my, my open gyms, any open gym that he could be at, you know, any games that he can be at, I always remember his face, <laughs> you know, he yeah. was there. Yeah. Um, and then Coach Painter, you know, started to come, and I'm just like, why is he at open gym? You know, like <laughs> yeah. like a couple times a week, though, like not just, you know. <laughs> and I was like, man, he really is interested in me. So I would go to other schools, and it was just like, hey, you know, you're here. There's food over there, you know, that type of ordeal. Um but when I came to Purdue, it was different. It, it felt more like you know, it was it was a, it was a family environment. I can tell that. Um, but but the recruiting process is is it's grueling, um, and and I actually you know decided early on, so I was good. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't yeah. go through the the super grueling process. Um, and I think that that's kind of what catapulted me to being able to you know win state too, because it just was a time where I could just focus on. Um, you know, my school and basketball, you know, and, and not going through that process. Um, but I, I got it done early. <laughs> yeah. And that there's something to be said for that, I think, because nowadays, well, it, it just get it seems like it gets crazier and crazier as, as recruiting oh, goes yeah, along. <laughs> and I know you're like, you're still, you're still pretty engaged with, you know, with us and what goes on with our program, just basketball mm-hmm. in general. Like when you look at recruiting now, do you just, I mean, what are your what's your take? I mean, it's like, I don't know. It's it seems like the whole AU scene has gotten crazy. The high school scene's gotten crazy, and it well, just you and, know. And I'm sorry to cut you off, E, but I would also like to know, Tyrone, how you would have handled social media from yeah, a recruit, yeah, yeah. from a recruiting standpoint in today's day and age, because obviously it wasn't nearly as prevalent when yeah, you were coming call. through. Good call. Exactly. Yeah. I just I you know for me. It's, it's totally different, like y'all said, um, and it's, it's crazy. It's almost like, do you want your, do you want somebody to handle your, if, 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 if they're a highly touted player, do you want somebody to handle their social media account? Right. You know, and stuff yeah. like that, because yeah. it's like at that young age, you can do and say anything that could turn away a school that you really wanted or, mm-hmm. or uh, something like that. So it's just like, I, I don't know as far as like social media, you know, being so big, what I would have done, I guess, you know, try to, you know, because you you'll watch a dude's mixtape and he'll look wonderful, <laughs> right? Right. But you'll go to his game and you'd be like, ah, yeah, I didn't yeah. see that much. You <laughs> yeah. know? So um, that's that's kind of the difference, and I know it's kind of hard for coaches too because it's just a lot of stuff, um, you know, on the internet. And hey, coach was here tonight, and you yeah, know, and stuff yeah. like that. So, um, but for me, you know, I think they have to focus even more today because they, you know, they're everyone's telling them they're great. You know, so I think yeah. back then I just had, you know, Coach Green was my was my um, was my uh, travel coach, and he was mainly the one handling like you know coaches wanting to bring me up for visits and stuff like that. Um, but I just I don't know the rules today. I know they're I know they're a lot different though. <laughs> yeah, well, let me ask you this because I ca- I try to I. I try to stay away from doing this, but do you ever catch yourself saying like, "Oh man, these kids these days like, like"? <laughs> oh, do you man. ever catch yourself doing that as you get older? Man, 
a lot. Yeah. A lot. And I'm like, I, and then I, and then I'm saying I'm and then I'd be like, you know what? I'm the old hag now. Like I'm I'm the old dude that's saying this because I was like, but I'd be like, man, they have it good. Uh for one. Yeah. And then for yeah. two, it's just like um the whole transport, the whole transfer portal thing and all of this stuff, like that's a thing now. Like yeah. that's crazy. Yeah. Um and obviously my brother was one of the ones that yeah. went through this whole entire thing. So, um, and I just, I just never, that, that, that never, like there was time you, you know, for sure, uh, Bloom and, and, and Rob, you too, that at Purdue that like, I didn't even have a chance of starting like, or something like that, you know, or, you know, people were killing me in practice and stuff like that. I never, it never dropped into my head to transfer. Yeah. Like it, it never. And so it was just like, I'm just confused on that. Like I'm like, yeah, you have it good. Some of these kids are are actually playing over 20 minutes a game and they're transferring. Right. And I'm right. Like, well, what do you think you're gonna do somewhere else? Yeah. That's so much better. You know, here and there it happens, but it's just like, um, yeah, that that part of it confuses me. Um, they have it really good, in my opinion. You know, across the board, they get to use social media during yeah. the season. We did. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, they get to speak their minds and stuff like that. Um, but it, but it's but it's I, I do look back sometimes like man, these dudes got it good. Um, but also, you know, they're, they're the talent is getting getting even crazier. So yeah, um, and, I, I'm, and I'm, I'm 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 interested to see the the, the next ten years of this. <laughs> yeah, where, yeah, exactly. Where do we go from here? And like I mm-hmm. I balance like I for sure everybody who's played has earned all the things that they you know they deserve everything that they get um you right. guys you know you put in the time you sacrifice a lot you don't have a normal college experience both good and bad there's you know there's some perks you get obviously there's also some things right. that you lose you you know you lose your anonymity there you can't necessarily act like a normal college student and have those right. you know crazy nights where you can maybe could do something stupid so there's right. a balance. There's a balance to that, um, and at the same time, I think, like you said, there's something. There's something to be said for pushing through adversity, and instead of tucking your tail and running at the first sign of it, which some kids do, yeah. I, you, you, they've they've earned that right, and they have their. It's their right to do that. But as you said, you know, uh, pushing through that, and I think that's probably the lessons you learned as a kid, your high school coach, mm-hmm. your mom, you know, yep. sticking through that. But you, you know, you were right. You get here and our team's pretty loaded at the time. And so mm-hmm. like when you go into that freshman year, you're just fighting for survival in those practices, aren't you? Hey, exactly. Shoot. <laughs> all the way from open gym, all the way up. I thought I was pretty much, you go from being the best to being the, the worst. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's crazy. But like, I mean, obviously I was, you know, talented. I'm not saying that, but it's just like, I mean, you got to fight now. Like, it's yeah. not like you just coming in and just playing. Like, and I think that's something to, to think about kid, for kids to think about. Like, if 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 you don't want to go up against really talented players, then don't go to these really talented schools. Like, yeah, it's, it's just that. You know what I mean? So, yeah. and I knew that coming in, and I was like, my whole thing was like, I got a chance. I have a chance to be able to play with these dudes. Yep. You know what I mean? That was my that was my look on it. Um, is I got a chance to be able to play with these dudes and got a chance to, you know, take it all the way there. So that was – I was looking for a championship. Same, my, even my freshman year, um, just coming off of that high of the last one, you know, in high school. So it, it was a it was a struggle, you know, for me early on. And, and um, you know, eventually I, I got it together. Yeah, you adjusted quite well. I mean, you contributed on that team as a freshman. And uh, mm-hmm. I remember specifically us going down to Bloomington. You hit a couple big threes in that win down there. <laughs> yeah. 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 Remember that game? Yeah, man. That that game was pretty funny because one of my one of my best friends to, today, like I met him. I actually met him here in California, and um, and that's his that's his memory of like the first time ever seeing me is like he was at he went to IU and he was at that game, and I had like three threes in a row or something like yeah. that, and they was like he was like who? Yeah. <laughs> I you hit a big one in the corner opposite of our bench in the first half. I remember that because we swung uh-huh. the ball around and you buried it and I was and and it was like, you know how it is when you're playing, you expect certain guys to carry the load and then when you get that lift from some of those other guys, like exactly. in that case, you as a freshman, it was like, Oh, mm-hmm. we're in great shape now, man. They don't know what's gonna Yeah, I remember that game very vividly. Exactly. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah, that's funny, man. He always brings that up. <laughs> And so then talk about, you know, as you as you go through the years here, um, 
you know, and, and, and get older and more mature, you know, your role changes and then you become one of the mm-hmm. focal points. And, uh, you know, we had a little bit of a dip in your older years, but you ended up with a really good career, a thousand point score for us, mm-hmm. played in a lot of games. Um, you know, talk about those other years here on campus in West Lafayette. Uh, it was cool. Like I said, uh, my sophomore year, you know, I, I really, I, that was probably one, of, even though, um, that team wasn't highly, you know, as ranked as our, as my freshman year, that was, that was probably my, one of my favorite seasons right there. Yeah. Uh, playing with me and, me and Rob, you know, Kelsey, John, all of those guys, Lewis, um, Ryan, it was, I mean, it was DJ, we, we were all, you know, um, we were all fighting for a position. Yeah, <laughs> for a position yeah, that year. Yeah. Nobody knew who would play the next game at some point, right? Yeah. Um, and that was one of my favorite seasons. Like I felt like once we started to glue, we was we was unstoppable at a certain point, and we got we got far that year as well. Um, and uh, now now moving into like you said, my junior and senior year, um, <clears throat> I think that you know for me it was like a learning experience as far as like dealing with younger guys that you know that I haven't dealt with before. Yeah. I wasn't in our program for the, for that long. So, um, but it, but it was, it was fun. Don't get me wrong. Uh, we, we still like, I feel like we started to click my junior year, like at the, at the, at the, uh, at the end of the season, like a little bit too late. Yeah. Uh, You know what I mean? And, uh, and it didn't, and it, uh, didn't end up going well as far as, you know, the end of the season. But like you said, um, we had a, and I, and I just feel like sometimes, you know, if the team isn't on the same page as everybody isn't bought in, um, you know that because we had the talent both of those years. We right. had the talent, you know, my junior and senior year. But if everyone isn't bought in, um, at some point it just it's it's, it's not going to go well, right? I would. Um, ar- <laughs> I, sorry, Tyrone, I didn't mean to cut you no, off. You got it. I I would argue. I, I want your thoughts on this. The most important mm-hmm. game, most important game you ever played in a Boilermaker uniform, was that win over St. Mary's first round of the NCAA tournament out in mm-hmm. Omaha. If I remember correctly, you had 19 points. I think I'm correct on that. But you were huge for us offensively because that was a game when really no one else could get anything going. And you literally saved our bacon in that game with the way you played. (laughs) To me, at least as a fan, that that will always be my greatest memory of you, the way you played in helping us beat St. Mary's in that NCAA tournament game out there in Omaha. But I would be interested if, if you would agree or if you felt like you had a better game in your career. Um, I had a better game, but not, but not, you know, um, like I, I really liked the, the win on, uh, on my, that same year. Uh, cause I feel like it was like at a time that we were like pushing through. Oh, I know what you're um, going to say. Like, Go ahead. That's when we played Michigan and <laughs> Michigan. Yes, right? mm, uh, sure. Yes. On their senior night. Yes. Mm-hmm. And we took them down. I think I had 20 something that night or, or something yeah. like that. And, you balled and, out. Um, you balled out. Yeah, that, that was that was a fun game, man. I, when I tell you, I was into that game. Like it, some of those games that you that you're talking about, it gives me chills talking about it. You know, it's it's crazy. Um, but yeah, I, I would say uh, most important though probably is that game. Um, I feel like coach had a super locked in. You yeah. know, before that, or at least me, uh, yeah. I was definitely locked in before that. I mean, in in the NCAA, you know, the Q practices, we was diving on the ground and. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean, stuff like that. Uh, so we was ready for that game. I know I was. Um, and he and he really put it, you know, a battery in my back about uh, I forget what is his name, uh, Matt, Matthew Delavadova. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Before the game, so I was I was hyped to play him and and um, and, and you know ch- test my real talent out. You know, so I feel like I, I stood up to that, and that was a that was a crazy game to begin with. It's like the end of the game. Remember, the yeah. guy traveled out of bounds. Right. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> turned it back over to us and that was that was a crazy game that was a, and a great call rob on that game the michigan game was the one i was thinking of and do you remember the night before when we were going to practice that night in ann arbor i don't so we I were go, we were going to go to practice it was one of those games where michigan was highly ranked we needed mm-hmm. we kind of needed a signature win to solidify our tournament like we were we thought we were pretty solidly in but right. there was always that chance, you know, if you fall apart down the stretch. Mm-hmm. And I think this was our last road game of the year. And yep. and so, yeah, you mentioned it was senior night. So you – but the night before the game, we were at what – we were in that February dog days or early March dog days, mm-hmm. and we decided to act like we were going to practice and then go to a movie. Oh, we did. Remember that? You're right. So we didn't tell you guys. So we get to the hotel in Ann Arbor, and this will give this will give our listeners a little bit of a a peek behind the curtains of what goes on. 
you know, it's like the psyche of a team. Like we, it was an up and down year because we would win a couple, we'd lose one, we'd win a couple, yep. lose one. We never really got on a roll, but we had a good team. We had a really good team. And we were up in Ann Arbor, and we're getting ready to go in and watch film, and then we're going to go to practice. And coach comes up to me and says, hey, man, I just don't think practicing tonight's a good idea. I think we need to rest a little bit, but I want to keep it light. He goes, what if we go see a movie? And I'm like, you mean like in 30 minutes go see a movie? He goes, yeah. And I go, oh, and I'm like, uh, okay, sure. Yeah, we can do that. And so you guys go in to watch film, and I go to the lobby like, well, how the hell are we going to go to a movie? And so I, I, to say that. I didn't know it happened like that. Yeah, so I, I'm scrambling. I'm like, I go to the computer in the lobby there, and I punch up, you know, movie theaters, Ypsilanti, Michigan, because we always stay in Ypsilanti right next to Ann Arbor. Mm-hmm. And I find a movie theater. I find a. I don't even know what we watched that night. I can't remember either. Uh, I remember going to the movie though. I can't remember what we watched either. I was <laughs> so just I, about to ask you what did we man, watch. Man, I can't remember. <laughs> That's not like me. Normally, I'd remember exactly what we watched. And so I, I, uh, I found something. I was like, ah, this will be good. Okay, we'll we'll do this. I called the movie theater. I said, hey man, I'm bringing a bus of 35. Can you get us in at this show? The guy's like, yep, I got you. I'll save 35 tickets for you. I said, perfect. So wow. we just played it off, and then you guys get on, and we pulled into this like strip mall that had a movie theater in the back corner. And you guys are—I remember hearing in the back, you guys are like, "Man, what are we doing?" Like there's whispering. <laughs> yeah, I remember <laughs> looking around like, "Wait a minute, where are we going?" And all of a sudden, the lights come on, and I said, "Hey, leave your stuff on the bus. We're watching a movie." And I mean, you guys—it was like spring break, baby. Everyone was like, "Yeah." <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. But that yeah, was that great. Was, was I mean, no. yeah, it kind of puts you guys at ease and then and we played the next day we played, we played loose and everything and I remember thinking yep. like, man, that was a stroke of genius by coach to do that. Man, that was and and for it to be for it to be like a game time decision almost. It's like, dang, you had to go scramble for that. I never knew all of that, you know, the <laughs> <backstory> to that. <laughs> Oh, it was that was great. And then you and then you played, I mean, like I said, you balled out. I mean, you had their number. I mean, you must have hit it felt like you hit 20 pull-ups in that game. Exactly, like like uh, mid range, right? Yeah, exactly. Like that, that little mid range floater was just wide open. Exactly. And I don't know why, Bloom, but uh when we when we used to play Michigan, I always had their number for some reason. It was yeah, like yeah. their defense or how they played. It was almost like it, it was perfect for my game. I guess. It's exactly I right. The way they guarded <laughs> us, like it was just tailor made for you. And you kept getting yep. you kept getting through the initial D, and you'd have that little one handed pull up you had. Man, it was that tear yep. that teardrop from. Oh, it was money. It was awesome. That was crazy, man. That was a, that was a good time for sure. Now I don't want to bring up a sore subject, but is that game against Kansas? in Omaha still oh, haunt you like mm, it does me. I mean, man, that man, is... it does. Yeah. It does. And my, my uncle um, on my mom's side, he, he won't let me live it down. <laughs> Every time he sees me, that's, you know, we, we all start talking and stuff. He's like, man, that Kansas game. Oh, man. Yeah. You know, I'm like, yeah. man, yeah, I know. Trust me, I know. Because we, we, we had their number, too. Yes, and we I, did. You know, we, we were supposed to pull that one out, but yeah. you know, it didn't end up going well. We, we were hyped, man, but... Um, yeah, man, we played so well. So yes, well. we did. Robbie played like crazy that game. Yeah. <laughs> he yeah. came in and went crazy. So there's God, always we, we some. There. That, yeah, there's always some that hurt a little more. That's definitely for me anyway. That's definitely one of them. Had a had a great. Yeah, that one hurt. Yeah, that one hurt bad. No doubt. So so let me ask you this. So you get done with your career here, and then what mm-hmm. what was what was next for you that next year? Did you what was what did you do when you left Purdue? You got your degree, and then what was next? Um, so after after Purdue, I ended up signing with this agent. I went and worked out. Um, I was actually in Philadelphia for like three or four months okay. working out with them um, until I got a, a, a contract. Um, so I ended up going to Greece. I ended up playing in Greece um, in their um, top-level league. And um, I was doing well. I was actually leading, <laughs> leading scoring um, for, for our team there. Um, and then I had my kid. And I came back home, and they weren't too happy about that, right? Yeah, uh, for me gotcha. to come back and like, <laughs> yeah, and for me to see them. But that was like in my contract to begin with. Right? Okay, okay. Uh, but we were about to, but we were about to, um, we were about to actually go into playoffs, right? Yeah. And um, and they weren't happy about that, so they ended up like um, trading my contract out or something. I really don't know how it actually went. Uh, the agent that I de- dealt with, I, I just, yeah. <laughs> that's a, that's a bad memory, a sore memory. Gotcha. Um, but but um, 
but they ended up trading my contract out to another team who ended up like releasing me. Um, um, and then after that, I came back, I worked out a little bit um, in Indianapolis. I was working out, uh, just looking for that next contract. And I just, for me personally, I was just like, I had to be in Indiana working out while my kid was here in, in Los Angeles. And it just was a, for me, I never wanted to be away from my kids for that long. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like yeah. just because of everything that you know I went through growing up. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to be there. Um, and so at a certain point, I just was like the contracts that I was getting offered. You know, they weren't high enough. They was really petty money, and I didn't know if I really wanted to, you know, continue with this. It was obviously it hurt bad to stop playing basketball. I've been sure. playing my whole life. Um, <clears throat> and so I ended up just you know working a working a job there with one of my friends. Um, while I was working out and the contracts that were coming in, they were bad. And I just said, you know what, forget this. I'm just going to move to, to California yeah. and, be with, and be with my son and, and my, well, she was my, my girlfriend at the time, but my wife now. Um, <clears throat> so I ended up leaving, uh, Indiana, um, at that, at that point and moving here and, and I started a job here and just, and just, you know, kept it moving. <laughs> and I think that's, I think that's, uh, First of all, I, I admire you for that. The fact that you, you know, wanted to be a part of your kid's life and that was a of uh, a great importance to you. And at, and as you mentioned, very difficult because that's a love of your life too, is the game of basketball. Exactly. So it's a it's a tough decision, but a very admirable one on your part, in my opinion. Um, and you touched on it that part of that decision was driven by your experience as a child. I mean, did you? Absolutely. Did you know that at the time, or was it kind of just something that was internal, an internal thought, or did you were you able to kind of process mm. the fact that, like, man, I'm going to be here so that maybe my son doesn't go through what I went through? Absolutely, exactly. Like it was, it was in my mind even then. You know what I mean? Um, and I think for me, <clears throat> I always said to myself, like, I'm always going to be there. Like from day one, like once my <clears throat> like I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there when each one of my kids were born, like there, yeah. like at the hospital, like cut the cord. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> and so that's a big thing to me. Um, but then I had to obviously go back. I had to leave um, once once that happened. Um, I had to move back over there, and we went through some tri- trial, uh, some trying times, man. To be completely honest, you know, early on, me and sure. my me and my wife, because um, she was still in nursing school and she was in Vegas. Wow, you know, and you know um my team over there and i know you hear this a lot um like they owed me like thirty thousand. Uh-huh, they never yeah. paid me <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah, so, yeah so i was just working off of you know some funds that i just had you know when i first went to vegas um and so we lived in vegas for like three months just waiting on her to finish up school we'd be back and forth but it was just you know me her and the baby and i would just be at home with the baby wow, <laughs> wow. you know by myself we were staying in some apartment some you know, run down apartments, some, some crazy stuff like that. But, uh, but you know, we fought through it, and and you know, she finally got her her nursing you know license, and um, and we end up being in a, a, a ten times better place today. You know, I, I can say that for sure. That's awesome. Well, you aren't the only one that's gone through some struggles early in your marriage. I think there's a <laughs> vast majority of us out there. Yes, sir. It hasn't always been the uh, golden brick road. There's been everybody's had some bumps mm-hmm. along the way, but that, that good uh, for you, yeah. man, to to really to persevere like that. And then tell us what you're doing now, because I know you're um, a business entrepreneur and very successful. Absolutely. What you do, and tell us about that. Yeah, yeah, that's that was always a, a passion of mine too. Uh, was to to own something, you know, to to actually be, to actually be able to. Because when I when I first started, you know, working a job when I when I got here, I just felt like it wasn't me, you know. Yeah. Uh, I felt like my talent. I wasn't getting paid for my talent, and I and I've always been used to that, you know, in in, in basketball, not being paid, but I'm being rewarded by you know being able to start being a leader, being at the yeah. top of my program, sure, because of the work that I put in, right? And I didn't feel like that was what uh, that was what I was getting in, in corporate America. If that makes sense, um, and so <clears throat> um, I ended up getting into real estate in like t- 2017. So I worked that job, I think for man. I maybe worked it for three years, but I was, you know, halfway doing this and halfway doing that, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and so at some point, I just was like, you know, I'm doing so well on the real estate side of things, and I think I'm just going, you know, go out on my own. So, yeah. So I, I own a real estate investment company um, in Indianapolis. I, I know I live here, but um, all of all of our properties are in Indianapolis. Um, I have a partner, Amari Heflin. 
Um, and we pretty much do everything when it comes to real estate. So we do flips, we do rental properties, um, we do, you know, creative financing. We do it. We do a lot of stuff um, in, in Indianapolis. So that's one big reason, um, you know, that I'm moving back to, to Indianapolis um, next year because I just have to get a little bit closer to the business. Yeah. My partner is like, man, I'm, it's, it's getting too big for just me to be here. <laughs> so <laughs> I need some help, buddy. But same thing, man. Like I was telling um, Coach Painter one day, I had texted him this long text and I just was saying, man, it's crazy. I, pretty much run my business you know very similar to the program you know like know your personnel know who you're dealing with there's something that you always you know talked about um know your numbers <laughs> you know yeah, like don't yeah. fall in love with this shot in the corner if you can't make it like, yeah. It's just like, <laughs> yeah know your percentages um you know and stuff like that and that's something that we use you know know, know, know your numbers on properties and things of that sort don't fall in love with, with a property um and then just also everybody on our team like we have a, a pretty big team now you know we have assistants and and all of that stuff we have a, a line of private investors that invest with us you know so yeah. it's just like everybody on the team just you know play your role whether he used to always say from the from the manager or the janitor all the way up to the star player of the team like everybody has their role yeah and if everybody play that role well you know we, we'll be successful and that's something that we harp on like my partner as well um <clears throat> so yeah that's 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 what i'm into today so we do a lot of that um you know in in, in the real estate space in indianapolis so now we, we have over 45 properties in indy and, and trying to trying to you know turn it up even more <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome i got it so i gotta tell you this when you sent that text to coach he um, he's he said hey uh i got a text from tyrone and i said did you and he said yeah and he read he read me what you said, and, oh, really? okay. and hey, co hey, coach was so so happy to get that. Like man. that, hey, that made that that made his month, man. It made his month because, like, as a coach, and when you you know he's been here a long time now, and we and as you as you guys come through, like you always wonder, like, what are you guys taking in, you know? And like he's right, you know right. so much gets said to you over a four or five year period, you know. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you wonder. And some guys are are vocal. Some guys are a little more quiet and reserved. But you always wonder, like, man, is it sinking in? Like, I, I right, and I feel right. too, like, hey, we're giving you guys good stuff that's going to help you for life. But it's really up to you whether or not you know you, you take, take it. it. Yeah. And to know, like, that that some of that stuff stuck with you, and then is turn around and being used to make you and your family and your life better and as best it can Absolutely. be, like. Man, I, I gotta tell you, he was he was on cloud nine when he got that. It was pretty, it was it was pretty cool, <laughs> man. Up. And it, like you said, it, it's all about how you take it in too. Because like I I wouldn't say that like from the beginning that I said, hey, I'm gonna do you know what Coach Polar taught me, right? You know, in right. my business. I, when I sent him that text, I was I was talking to my partner like right before that, and we were just talking about man, we this is how we run our band. I said, you know what, I. That is the exact. <laughs> that is the exact thing. You know, that's the exact stuff that Coach Painter taught me, and I and I was like, I got to let him know that. <laughs> you that's know what awesome, I mean? man. And, like subconsciously, I'm just I'm just doing it. You know, just just because I've learned it and I've been like that since I've left the program. And I'm sure. You know what I mean? And I'm sure, Tyrone. It's fair to say when you were especially a young player here at Purdue, and you mm -hmm. were hearing Coach Painter giving you these lessons and repeating these. Uh, these mantras over and over. I'm sure there were times you were rolling your eyes thinking, yeah, whatever. <laughs> this old guy exactly. has no idea what he's talking about. And yeah, sure exactly. enough, you find out, much like as a young child with your parents, you do eventually find out, yes, yes, they do know what they're talking <laughs> about. Yep, exactly. Yep, yep. And, that, and that's that's something that I, you know, I, I was actually a little bit more, like probably, you know, just because of, like I said, my situation and being a little bit more like, um, you know, growing up before I got there, um, I would take heed to a lot of it. I would take heed to the personal conversations that he would have with me, right? Yeah. Because um, uh -huh. he would have a lot of those with me. And, uh, you know, sometimes when you're there, you're mad at Coach Payne. Right. I mean? like, right. I'm like, man, I feel like I should be playing over this dude. Like, you know, he got me running over here on the sidelines, and this dude, I feel like he's not thinking, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just yeah. you know, those type of things. Yeah. And, um, and so, you know, at those times, you're just like, yeah, whatever, man. Like, you know. <laughs> but at the same time, like, you're subconsciously taking it in if you're a person that wants it. You know what I mean? And that was something yeah. that I always that I always wanted to do is was learn from you know the the coaches that I that I played for and 
man, it, it was huge for him. Like I told Bloom, um, you know, before we started this call, one thing that I always that always stuck with me and the personal meeting that he had with me was like, and it was a time that I had gotten I had gotten in trouble for something. Like I can't remember what it was. Um, I think it was like not showing up for like breakfast. <laughs> do y'all still do that? <laughs> we don't have the mandatory breakfast, but we oh, okay, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> another way, yeah, so, another re- way that guys have gotten soft to you after you, after right, you play. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, I think it was that, but he was just like, you know, you haven't been in seven, seven days or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and, uh, he was just like, you know, Hey man, like I'm not here to really, you know, get on you today. Like I'm not about to have you run and all that stuff, but I just want you to know, like you have, like, you have a story, right? So you have your, you know, your, this story with your dad, you have, you know, persevering and all of that stuff. He's like, that's your story. Now don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah. It's a good story, you know what I mean? So yeah. that's 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 stuck with me, you know, all throughout this time. That's why, like I said, you know, I'm I'm very transparent in, inside of my business, inside of my life. Um, just super transparent about that, um, and just and and just trying to you know do stuff the right way. Like it's a lot of ways that you can do stuff the wrong way in real estate. <laughs> yeah, I um, but it, but it's just like just just you know sticking to that, making sure that we're doing things the right way, not getting ourselves in in trouble and and actually, you know, helping people build their wealth as well at the same time. That's awesome. I uh, I couldn't be happier for you, my man. I think it's your your story is amazing, uh, and it's great uh, great to chat with you here. We we end every one of these podcasts with a final four questions, and I want to get into those with you now. They're kind of four off okay. off topic questions, so we'll start that right now. And, and question <laughs> okay. question one is: What is your go to music of choice? Uh, Hip hop for sure. Um, do I got to give an artist. <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, you don't have to, but if you have a, if you have one, you know, two or three that you really are your go-to guys, then that would be cool. Okay, old school Tupac, new school uh, Meek Mill. Okay, we were talking. We had Etwan on the other day, and he was saying that he catches hell all the time in the NBA locker rooms because he's like he because now he feels like he's the old man in the locker room and they give him help for, <laughs> they give him help for listening to Jay-Z <laughs> right 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 oh man yeah I couldn't live out Jay-Z too damn yeah but how but crazy yeah, they listening to all these little crazy dudes nowadays <laughs> yeah like how crazy is that like now the old like you know Tupac and Jay-Z and those guys like that's considered old school which is nuts but anyway and, exactly and all these guys now I feel like if you don't have a little in your name then you're old like, <laughs> exactly yeah. or a baby or yeah a baby. yeah yeah right <laughs> oh man okay second question here on the final four is what is your all-time favorite book or maybe a good book you've recently read favorite book or a book that I've recently read um for me it'll probably be rich dad poor dad <laughs> um and that's just um that that's a book by Robert uh Kiyosaki and it's a book about just like living your life in these four quadrants right and and um it, it's it's huge on business and investing and and and, and building wealth um, and that's something that just kind of got my mind brewing in the, in the real estate space, um, you know, to build well. So I, I would have to say that would be my, my favorite one, um, like, to date. That's awesome. That's very good. Great answer. I love that. <laughs> All right, question. I got a bunch. I looked up here. I'm like, I got. I read a lot now. Do you really? Or not. I used to hate to read, but I, but I read a lot now. I'm and do you trying to educate myself. Is it, is it, so I was, I was going to ask, is it mostly to educate yourself? And are there a lot of business books? Yeah, most of them are like business or um, see. My goal next year is to read a business one, um, and then I mean to read some business ones, and but also to read um, you know some about like like your your inner self, right? Like trying yeah. to build your your confidence, things of that sort too. So not just about business, but mostly you know in the last few years, it's been business books um, and stuff like that. And I've, I've read one that was kind of a business, but kind of a weird one. That one's called the four hour work week. I don't know if you ever heard of that one by Timothy Ferris. I've that's heard a of really that. Yeah. Good one too. Yeah. That was, that's a really good one too to, to, to read as well. That's awesome. And you're, you know, you're navigating a tough world. The business world is a tough world. Exactly. And, and, and yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm, I'm really, uh, it, it's exciting to hear you talk about building wealth and everything, especially as a young black man in this world. Right. Like mm-hmm. that is that that's awesome, man. I I'm just 
I just I, I love your story, dude. I can't help it. It's awesome. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Okay. Question three here on the final four. If you could wave a wand and do any profession in the world starting tomorrow, what would it be? Oh, any profession in the world. <sighs> this is cliche, but it, it'll probably be basketball because I just love the sport so much. You know what I mean? Like, I think um, going back to, you know, what, what's your – like, my favorite thing to do is play basketball. So, like, if I can get paid for doing that and compete, like, every day, so <laughs> like that's something yeah, that, you'd wake up tomorrow and go down to Staples Center and and uh, you know and go through shoot yeah go through shoot around with LeBron and away you go man <laughs> <laughs> exactly no I definitely I definitely would uh, yeah because it was a store spot you know stopping to play like I even when I stopped playing I was I was uh I didn't play for like another like maybe almost two years just really I was so sore about it <laughs> yeah know? yeah yeah um but no but yeah I think I think that's what it would, what it would be. Now, do you ever play now? Do you ever head down the Y and have that old man game where you're back and Oh, uh, yeah, no, I play, I play now. I'm in these leagues. I'm tearing these little young dudes up. <laughs> That's man, I'm awesome. I'm talking stuff, too. I'm talking uh, stuff. I'm like, man, y'all, 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 when I was 22. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Yep. That is cool, well, man. Okay, last question here on the Final Four for Tyrone Johnson. What is a little-known fact or something that no one knows about you? Little known fact or something else that no one knows about me. That's a hard one. Um, let me think here. Oh, maybe. I mean, this is one that popped in my head just because we was talking about this the other day. But at one point, like, I lived two houses down from like Marshall Falk, and I used to go to like his house and stuff. And Did you really? Be in wow. his basement and kick, yeah. They, that, <laughs> hey. Hey, I got to tell you, when we ask this question to people, like sometimes it's a dud because they're just they don't you know they don't have anything good, and sometimes it's just fantastic. And you just gave a fantastic <laughs> one. I had a great one. So, yeah, so I used to I used to go over Margaret Falk's house and everything, like to be in his basement and no chilling with his cousins. His cousins used to be at our house all the time. Wow. <laughs> and what kind of what kind of dude is he? Uh, he's a super cool dude. He was a super, you know, I was, I was young. So I was like, you know, seven, eight years old. <laughs> wow. So, um, so it was, it was, it was a good time though. He was, he was a really good dude. Uh, he used to literally he used to just let us just roam his house. Like he didn't care. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's so, awesome. Yeah. He, he was pretty good. Um, and the only reason why I even thought about that is because one of the guys that I do deals with in Indianapolis, like, cause we're looking at buying houses now. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and I um, mean, Indy. So I was talking to him and he literally lives like two houses down from that. And I was like, did you know that Marshall Falk used to live like a house <laughs> over from you? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that yeah, is it's, cool. It was, it's a pretty dope neighborhood though out there at Eagle Creek. Yeah, yeah, that's a good area. Yeah. That's that's awesome. My uh, my son's nine and is totally in the NFL, and he I think he knows every single player. And we were talking. Oh, that's how my son is. Oh, Ooh. it's crazy. I do, I can't keep up with. I feel old because I can't keep up with these rosters anymore. Exactly. But uh, he he was talking the other night. He goes, Dad, did you know Eric Dickerson played for the Colts? I'm like, Hell yeah, I knew <laughs> of that. Of course. <laughs> he used to go to those games all the time. I I knew that. I go, Did you know Marshall Falk played for him? He goes, He did. I'm like, Yes. <laughs> oh man, that yep. is cool, man. That is awesome. Yep. That's crazy. These kids, they you know they sit on YouTube and and all of that stuff. And they, I mean, they get a lot of knowledge off of it. My kids the same way, man. You yeah. Know, all of their names. I'm like, Yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> oh, they know, and they know they'll know. Um, you know some of the throwback guys, and he'll want to have these debates with me about the best all-time running back, or he'll say like, yeah. "Dad, who's the best ever for the you know best running back ever for the Giants?" I'm like, "Man, I don't know." And like he has all <laughs> these, like he has all these takes yeah. on it. I'm like, "Wow." That's... Exactly. Sometimes I have to control myself. I'm like, I'm literally arguing with a six-year-old right now yeah. about yeah. sports. <laughs> <laughs> he want to argue with me about sports already. Yeah, no question, no doubt about That's it. Funny. So. It's funny. We'll, we'll have a fun life together. I tell you that. Oh, it's awesome, man. I, and got to be that's got to be so fun for you to ha- just, you know, that relationship with your son and just Absolutely. to know that that's going to be there for forever and be that's it's that's that's got to be man, so rewarding for you. Me, being able to pick him up. I, I've made sure to pick him up and take him to school, you know, most of the week. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just because of that. That's awesome. Um, that, was, that was always a dream for me, too. 
Well, I'm excited for you to get back here, man, and I'm excited for you to bring him to Mackey, and uh, and we'll, we'll get you all hooked up, and and he can see where Dad did his work when he was here. Exactly, yeah, because he think I'm trash. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was trash. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I definitely got to get back, but I can't wait to get back. You know, see the family again, and um, and just get more involved. You know, with with the program again, because I definitely would like to. Awesome. Well, T, man, thanks so much for taking time here. Rob and I really enjoyed it and appreciate you taking time here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks, Tyrone. All right, that was Tyrone Johnson here, episode 80 on the podcast. I want to thank everybody for listening. And until next time, be curious, be informed, and be well. Good night, everyone.